Wow, we are what so... What timing. <laughs> yeah, wow, way to go, girl. We are so excited about today and what's happening. Our special guest today, I'm gonna not use his name so that you can, uh, we'll keep that kind of quiet, okay? And we'll tell you more about that later on. I was trying to think of a good name for him and I thought, well, Joel's got Kanye today. I'm just gonna call him Kim Kardashian, you know? But <laughs> the, we discussed the, Luke Skywalker. Yeah, too. yeah. That would be a, be I decided I'm gonna call him Mark because I love that name. So Mark, all right? <laughs> and so Mark, we're really glad to have you with us today. And you know, when Laura and I started Community of Faith, after coming back from Mexico City as missionaries, we dreamed that we could make a difference with you around the globe. And we just wanted to start a church. It was what we always dreamed church could be. And it's like a, a, you know, it's like a battleship, not a cruise ship. So it's not opulent, it's just simple. But we send our money out there to make a difference. And I'm so excited for you to hear about what's going on in Asia right now because it's amazing what God's doing through you, Mark. Mark is our man on the ground there in India. Um, he's the executive director of Changing Destiny Project. Will you make him feel welcome here today? Thank you so much. For the last several years, you have been partnered with him in the work that he's doing there, and it's work just to empower and bring the light of Christ to those that are working in some of the largest brothels in South Central Asia, and to uh, step in and rescue children that are being sent to be trafficked, and to provide a safe haven for those children where they can live, they can be educated, they can be fed, they can learn the love of Christ, and so we're super excited to have him here with us today. The majority of your work takes place in one of the largest cities in India, working in one of the largest brothels in Asia. And also you work in a city close to the border as well, to the border of Nepal and Bangladesh, a city of about two million people. Tell us a little bit about how you got started doing what you're doing. So in 2015, there was this earthquake which happened in Nepal. And uh, they say about 80,000 people died and I took uh, three trucks of relief supplies and started putting things in people's hands. And just saw, you know, hopelessness, whole villages were heaps of rubble. And while I was there, I saw them leading away these little children and putting them onto trucks. And uh, when I asked people, where are they going? They said they're going to this huge city in India with over 24 million people and going to a red light district. And at that time, it didn't hit me till I got home. It was an over two-hour flight to go home. And uh, as soon as I entered our house, uh, my daughter, who was five years at that time, she was asleep on the couch. She was waiting for me to, to come back, and she had fallen asleep. And uh, when I saw my own girl sleeping there, waiting for daddy, that's when I realized that at that very minute, there were hundreds of little girls who were being raped in the red light districts. And... Uh, it shook my wife and me to the core and we said, we must do something. Can we help at least five little kids out of these places? And uh, we came and talked to Pastor Mark and Laura and uh, it was on a Wednesday evening service and you believed in what we were going to do when it was just a dream and you backed us and here we yeah. are today. Well, I loved it because he, he came and he said, everybody says... We're crazy. And I said, well, you're my kind of guy, Dad, you know? <laughs> and he, they, everybody says this won't work. And I said, 
you gotta, you gotta believe God's gonna do it. And we jumped in right at the beginning yes. and it's been this amazing journey together. So it started in 2015 with a dream. Tell us a little bit about what's going on now. So 2016, we started with the registration of uh, Changing Destiny project. And uh, God was just opening door after door after door. Even our 501c3 status came in in, in two weeks. Mm -hmm. And then support for the ministry started happening. And then we got land to build a school. And uh, right now we're reaching women, we're reaching children, and we're reaching babies. And uh, we've... Uh, built a school in the last one year and what started as a dream for five kids is now 104 rescued children out of red light districts oh, and brothels. <laughs> and uh, the women, the mothers of these kids asked us, why can't you help us? What are you going to do for us? So we said, what do you want to do? And they said, we want to learn how to cut hair. And so it also started that we started a salon chain and a beauty training school where we're training the women to cut hair and cosmetology and leave prostitution. And uh, the latest thing which we started is a home right in the brothels. We shut down 15 brothel rooms. And uh, in fact, you'll get pictures there of like the before and after. Yeah, this is, this is a whole floor of 15 little six by eight rooms where women work and their kids watch and this is how it looks now. It's a night care and a daycare center for babies from zero to five years old where their moms who are working can drop them off. And I was noticing how them. good your hair looked, so I thought that, that <laughs> you know, the salon must be going good. That's awesome. I'm a little I, jealous. But. One of the things that you told us earlier was that the women's are, women are in a room about the size of this platform, but that the children are there with them as they work. So the women, customers start coming in at around two in the afternoon. It goes on the whole night till early morning. The kids don't get to sleep. Or if they do, the babies are tied with pieces of string to the bed so they don't, you know, while their moms are working, they don't wake up and crawl out. The kids who are there all night long, they're bringing in alcohol, uh, you know, and just they are there learning what's happening. The women service around four to 5,000 men every year. And uh, they, they get up in the morning, they cook their food, they have pots and pans under the bed, pull it out, cook their food, and the kids are there with them throughout this whole process till the next day men start coming in again. One of the things in our travels all around the world that I've noticed is that we're all the same. Like every mother has the same dream for her children, wants them to be educated and happy and, and have a successful life. And that's the same, I imagine, with these women as well. Like when you're able to offer them an alternative, like to train them to cut hair or, or whatever that is, that they're, they want that. They're mm -hmm. longing for something to get out. Um. Last week, I was in one of these red light areas with a team of friends and we walked into this room where there were two mothers, two women sharing one room and servicing men in the same room just with a piece of curtain in between. And two of the kids in our school came from that very room. Mm. They were born to these women 
and the ladies asked us, can you take our children and give them an education? And we said yes. Because this is a generational thing. It goes down from grandmother to grandchild and on and on and on. And education can break that. And uh, those little girls are now studying in our school. Studying, they are classmates with my own daughter. And they're all learning ballet and they have all the little drama which little girls have and that for me that's that's awesome yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, they can yeah. hold their heads up they're children they get to be children yeah, yeah. that's really awesome one of our team was there with you recently and i know while they were gone they were sending back pictures and video and things that we showed here in the service but one of those pictures was of a prayer room in the center of the brothel and that just hit me how incredible that is <clears throat> to have that space there so this room which you can see here is it's again like eight by eight, it just has a bed. And the lady who used to live here was trafficked as a child. She told me that she came from a place in Nepal where there was, the law could not reach. She was tied and brought to this huge city. And then she was trafficked, she became a prostitute, and then she became a trafficker. But then she started believing in Jesus many, many years ago and came out of all of this and today she does ministry right from this very room. It's become a prayer room, the room where she used to work. Mm -hmm. And uh, she has contacts in the red light district, in this city and in other cities all over India. And they're sending us their kids through her. So this place of, you know, darkness has now became, become a place of light. Wow. We just were, I was thinking of that when we were singing that song that the darkness bows to mm -hmm. the light. And, and you're literally seeing that happen. Yes there in India. I know in Nepal and, and places around there, the poverty is so extreme right now that that's causing things to happen. Tell us a little about that. So people come from villages where nothing grows out of the ground. In fact, after the earthquake, uh, there are, I've heard that there are entire villages where there are no kids left, mm. no children left. They've all been taken away and trafficked. And uh, for a mother or for a family, the option is starvation or prostitution. And they choose prostitution as a career because that can support families back home. You know, that's the, that's the depth of poverty where, you know, it's a better choice to send your child to be in the brothels than not have food to eat. Wow, that's when tough. You mentioned the school and ballet and those things. I just wonder if you can tell a little bit about the school. I know they're getting a great education, but they also do have those things like ballet and music. And so this is one of a prospective four buildings. We're building a school to house 500 kids. We have 104, so 400 to go. Wow. And uh, it's, uh, it's an international school following in a British curriculum. It's got most of those kids there have come from the red light districts. And they're learning so many things, just not education, but they're learning dance, they're learning music, they've learned to lead in worship, they've learned to pray, they're learning soccer, basketball, and uh, we're also going to teach them to ride horses. So one day they can come All to right. Texas. <laughs> yeah. They fit right in in Hockley with us, right? <laughs> horses. That's awesome. That's great. So what does the next year look like? The next year looks like we'd like to get 150 kids into our facility. We'd like to train at least 20 to 30 women. 
and uh, have a safe house for them where they can leave prostitution and then get on into the real world. We'd like to reach at least 30 babies into the night care shelter in the middle of the, bro the brothels. That's what next year is awesome. looking like. That's good. <laughs> well, what about the big picture moving forward? What does that look like? Our dream is in the next few years to have a thousand children out. That's what we'd like to do, to have a thousand children in two schools. We'd like to get at least a hundred women out every year from prostitution. And we'd like to have businesses and things for them to do. That's, That's awesome. a God dream for sure. Yeah. And, and I think he's going to do it. And we definitely want to be a part of it. Amen. Yes. That, <clears throat> obviously, it's heartbreaking to hear the stories, but you're also seeing miracles happen. I mean, there is light in the midst of all this darkness. Are there any other stories that you could share with us this morning of where you've seen God working? Something which really shook me up, you know, a couple of months ago was there was this little child who came to us last year. She was just four years old. And uh, she comes from a really interior village in Nepal. And she had been raped by somebody in the village. And they had thrown her and her friend, another little girl, four years old, onto the trash heap out of the village, saying that she had brought shame to the community. A four-year-old child. And the guy who did it, nothing's been done to him. He's still there doing stuff. And she would have been sold into the red light district. But just a couple of months ago, I saw her and she was singing with the school choir, a song from Tarzan, you know, <laughs> This Is Me. <laughs> That's awesome. And to just That's see amazing. the healing which is coming there, you know, I mean, we will have to do counseling and, sure. and all of, of that. But to see that she's a child again. Wow. That's amazing. That's beautiful. That's great. So how can we get involved? What else can we do? So the first thing is, please pray for us. We are working in one of the darkest places which I know on the earth. You walk into these red light districts and it's just filled with women and men going in and out, 30,000, you know, women there. So prayer is a huge need. And also like to invite you all to come when a team comes over, please come visit and see what we're doing. We need help. You can volunteer for a month or three months or six months or a year. We've had Chandler from church who's come twice already for a yeah. month and helped out with the kids. We have Leo, who again is from Community of Faith, and he's yeah. joining us in a more full-time role in the States and in India. And uh, the third thing is follow us on Instagram, please. We've just gone public. There are no places, no faces, but follow us to spread the word it's on Instagram here in the States, but it's not over there. So that's why yeah. you can separate those out, you know. But so you have to really be careful because um, it's, it's not very safe right now, is no. it? No. And it says Changing Destiny Project. And the fourth thing, last but not least, is give your best gift because that goes a long way yeah. to helping getting these kids out. Wow. You mentioned... Mark was telling me last night about a girl from Alabama that's been there and she's fallen in love with one of the, uh, you know, handsome Indian guys that are over there. So they're getting married. And I was like, Alabama and India, that's going to be culture. That's going to be interesting, you know. So, but it's so amazing uh, what God's doing, you know, even as people are volunteering and yes. pouring their life in over there. Yes. 
You mentioned prayer and community of faith as a praying church. Like we believe uh, that prayer is the work and that everything else that happens is just reaping the benefits of that work. And so I can promise you that as a church, we will be praying. These people will pray. Are there any specific things that we can pray for you and your family? Our country is going through a lot of uh, political change right now where we're really in the crosshairs of persecution because of what we do for social justice and also what we do with uh, bringing people to Christ. So we are really, you know, it wasn't that way two years ago or three years ago when we started the ministry, but right now we have to keep thinking, you know, very carefully about what we do and, you know, what's it going to cost us eventually. And so that's a big point of prayer. Pray for our safety. Pray for wisdom as we make, uh, you know, tough decisions yeah. on what the future looks like. Yeah. Well, we want to pray for Mark right now. Um, so I'm going to ask Mark to go down, right down here. Because I know we are a praying church. I saw my friend Ben over here. Ben, come. And I want several of you that are in this area in the middle. Just y'all come and put your hands on Mark. And uh, let's just pray over him. A lot of the ministry heads right now are being arrested and put in jail. And there's a real danger of that for him. And I want to make sure that we cover him in prayer, his wife, his children. And so um, y'all just put your hands on him. And... The rest of us, if you just want to stand up, reach out toward him, and we'll all pray together. And Ben V. Hill, will you lead us in that prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for your love and for your mercy and for your grace. We thank you for Mark. We thank you that he listened to your call. Father, we ask that you would be with him and his family. We pray for wisdom, vision, guidance. We pray for safety for them. We pray for the ministry, Father God. We pray that you would open the floodgates, Father, that they would impact a community that will uh, change generations and generations to come. Father, I pray for us as a church, Father, that each one of us would listen to your voice and in a, find a way in which we can help and impact them, Father, through prayer, through giving, through our time, through our money. Father, I just ask that you would just speak to us. Father, again, we just lift up this ministry. We pray for those mothers. We pray for those children. Father, we pray that you would just continue to impact their lives. We do all this in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, church. Mark, you can move over that way because we're going to come back on line here in just a sec. So we'll have you out of the picture. Last night, at the end of the service, I was out in the lobby just hugging people and, and saying hello to them. And it was interesting because I had several people come up to me and they, and they would say, I love what you guys are doing. This is so great what you're doing. And while we appreciate the heart and feeling behind those sentiments, I want to tell you that this is not what we're doing. This is not us. This is what God's doing. And this is what God's doing through you, the church. This is what you're doing. Several years ago, I read a book by Henry Blackaby, a pastor, and he said, if you want to get in on what God is doing, if you want to experience God, join him where he's working. And that's what we've done. We met Mark in 2015 and said, we're going to join you. We see God working here, and he's seen God open the doors and pave the way for what he wants to do there in India. And we have joined him. You have joined him. So this is you. This is your work. This is what God is doing through you. You know, I, I love you, Community of Faith, and I love your heart, and I love how you've made impact all over the globe 
it truly has been what Laura and I dreamed of when we started the church. The Bible says really clearly, it says, uh, don't give under compulsion. So if someone ever comes to you and tries to play on your emotions and put their thumb down on you and say, you need to give, you know, look at this, look at that, look at this need, you just tell them, my pastor said, I don't have to give to you, okay? That's why we already took our offering, because I don't want you to give. I know your heart, and I know what you would do right now. Some of you are just like, oh, what do I have in here, you know, pulling out your, your billfolds and stuff. We're going to do a special offering. We've been doing, it's kind of a, a tradition, and we want to just kind of renew it again this year, and it's called Best Gift. You know, we always, at Christmas, give gifts to everybody, but a lot of times we forget the birthday boy, right? It's his birthday that we're celebrating. I want you to give your best gift to Jesus this year. If you pull out the little thing that's in your, uh, your little guide there that tells you all the different places that we're working, you can read all about how to give. It's gonna be on December, what is it, 14th? December 14th and 14th. 14th and 15th, that we're weekend. celebrate. That we're gonna celebrate together. We're gonna do little drummer boy. You know, I love that. I, I know, I do too. And we've got some special guests that are gonna join us that are gonna blow your mind, so you gotta be here for that celebration. Your kids are, are, are gonna have from their children's area a little bucket, so they'll be digging in your couch and everything, putting stuff in there. But spend some time with them and talk to them about what we're doing and the difference that we're making and, and how they can put some of you know, what they have to give toward these other little children that have so little. It's such a, a responsibility, I think, that we have, that God has given us. The Bible says that on the last great judgment day, Jesus is going to stand before every human being who's ever lived on the planet, all races, all times, from Adam and Eve all the way to us today. And he's gonna speak and he's gonna say, I was hungry and you fed me to some of us. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was imprisoned in a brothel and you rescued me. I was a little one in poverty and you pulled me out of that and the Bible says that we're going to say Jesus you weren't even on the earth in our time so when are we when did we see you like that well, I don't I don't think we ever saw you and he's going to say when you did it to one of these these little ones the, even the least of them the overlooked ones you did it to me and that to me is what community of faith is all about right here in Houston we're rescuing, you see, you'll see the story of one of the, the little gals in there that's such a miracle. And just to see her here with us praising, it's been rescued out of some of the same things right here in Houston, one of the biggest hubs of sex trafficking in the United States. And we're doing things with that. Every penny of this best gift offering goes outside the walls of our church. It goes to the communities out here to, to make a difference, like with the sex trafficking here, it goes around the globe to our staff on the ground, like Mark. And I, I'm just, I, I, I just want you to be a part of this, even if you've never given before. Every penny, we won't even use any on administrative or anything else. Now that's outside your regular tithes and offerings because we support everything that goes on here through that. But I want you to give your best 
gift to Jesus. It'll be a one-time gift on December 14th and 15th, that weekend. And you'll bring it, or you can do it online. You'll see how to do that. There's a really good way to do that. And we'll know that it's coming through that gift. And every penny of that will go to make a difference. You're going to hear some more stories in the weeks ahead. We're going to see some amazing things that God is doing through you and through your giving. And it makes really quite an impact. You know, all of us that have stepped into relationship with Christ, we have a story. I, I, I love hearing these rescue stories, but you have a rescue story too. I asked Jared to close out our service with a song that Laura heard the other day on the radio called Rescue Story. It's a story of all of us. And we just want to worship together. So if you want to stand and sing it with him, if you want to just sit there and let it wash over you, whatever you want to do as Jared is going to lead us in that. And we are going to also take communion at the same time. All over this room, there's some tables with candles on them. The bread, the cup are there. If you're up in the, the, the risers, we'll bring communion to you so you won't trip or fall up there. But we're going to worship. Take the bread, take the cup. Thank you, Jesus, for rescuing me as you eat the bread. Thank you for what you've done for me as you drink the cup. Remember, he's the great one to rescue, and we get to join him. And you have a story too. So let's worship together through communion and through hearing and through singing together. Thank you, Jared. Let me just pray over you. We're going to have some people down here at the front to pray with you. We've seen so many miracles take place. We always see those kind of behind the scenes. We don't want it to be a big show or anything, but we've seen God do some really cool stuff. Let them pray over you. Let them pray with you about what the concerns of your heart are and see God work a miracle with you too. Father, I thank you that you created in your mind what church should be like and that we're trying the best we can. We're not perfect. We're far from perfect. But we thank you, God, that we can be in your story. You are the story, and we want to be in on it. We want to be a part of it. We want to be a part of what you're doing. As we bring our gifts on the 14th and 15th of December, God, I just ask that you would give us faith to believe, that you would use our mind, that we don't just get pulled by emotions, but that we step into this journey with our mind and our will and our feelings and all of it, God. And we want to worship you all through this month and next month, all the way leading up to your birthday. And I thank you that you came and you made a difference for us. God, I ask a blessing. Come, kingdom of God, over each and every person within the sound of my voice right now. Be done, will of God, in and through them this week and show your miracle to them. I know all of us need it. In Jesus' name, amen.